amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Today our people can see that we're faced with a government conspiracy. This government has failed us. The senators who are filibustering concerning your and my rights, that's the government. Don't say it's southern senators, this is the government. This is a government filibuster. It's not a segregationist filibuster. It's a government filibuster. Any kind of activity that takes place on the yeah, what's up with True Puff Podcast back? It's your boy D.U.B. with the homie Kyle. What's up, baby? Yeah, what's up with it, man? Man, man, man. You been doing all right, man? Hell no, I ain't been doing all right. I want to give a shout out to Jeremy Hill. I'm going to give a shout-out to Jeremy Hill for fucking up my fantasy team this week, and I'm on a three-game losing streak, and fuck Jeremy Hill. Yeah, man, I got my ass whooped, too. There's too many players for me to say fuck the two, because everybody whooped my ass. Yeah, man. I ain't on a losing streak, but I got my ass all say. I started off 2-0. I start off 2-0. I don't lost the last three because some crazy shit always happens. <laughs> now, if it makes any of y'all feel better, I'm 4-1. Fuck you. Anybody ask you, is your 4 one <laughs> Oh, for real, man! I can't believe this shit. I put this fool, I put this fool in. He get, he first of all, he don't even start. And then when he finally get in, he won't have a chest injury and get one point. You get your weak ass out of here. Julio ain't do nothing. <laughs> My whole team, it it was just a bad week, man. Yeah, man. Every time I play somebody, including you, they have a good game. You know I win. You know, I've been winning, except this week, they get the highest points in the whole league. Like, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it never fails. The dude I'm playing against got 150-some points right now, and I got 90. He got the highest yeah, points. Yeah, I seen, man. He went off. It's sad, man. It's like, damn, oh, like, I can't even catch a break at all. I only have a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have enough points on my whole damn team to beat him. He had people on his bench. He had players on his bench scoring 30 points. I was like, really, man? Like, really? You know? Like, he, he, you know, he the Cowboys or something. I don't know what's going on with them. They ain't like, they yeah, probably they, be winning. Hey, they killed the Bengals. That's yeah, that was highly, that was highly unexpected. That was the best team they played so far, too. Bengals didn't show up, though, man. I ain't hating the Cowboys. I ain't no fan, but the Bengals just didn't show up in the whole game. Like, I didn't understand what was going on with that shit like, at all. I still, I'm still not really, like, all that impressed, man, with, with Ezekiel Elliott, man. Like, I mean, he getting the yards, but, like, them holes, them off, his offensive line, yo, like, them, like Bengals. They they just mauled the Bengals defensive line, man. Like anybody could have ran through them holes he had. Yeah, so, I mean I you know, he, he got the stats, but I mean I ain't I ain't that impressed with him yet. I mean that that, you know the quarterback and not throw a pick. That's pretty good stat, you know. And um, they defense was getting after um, it was getting after Andy Dog pretty good. So they wasn't. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, since that line got whooped on both sides of the ball. So 
because you if you get whooped on both sides of the ball, you gonna get blew out. You know, they they finally got it together towards the end, but it's too late. You know, and they got a damn good defensive line. Yeah, yeah. I think if they play again, it'll be you know. It'd be different. Of course, they play Green Bay next it. week, so we'll see how that goes. They'll be on the road. Hey, I don't know if they're at Lambeau or not. They're they on the road. They have their hands for If they beat Green Bay, I know something. But you know. Be that year. It might just be that year, man. I don't, I don't like the Cowboys. I can't stand the Cowboys, but. You know, fact is, they seem to have a better defense than what I expected. And Prescott is playing way better than my expectations. I thought he'll be, you know, average. Yeah, I thought yeah. he'll be average at best, man, but he, he carving them up. Yeah, he got on good Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Carson Wentz cold, too. They should have won. Yeah. They lost about one point, though, so it's all good. He threw his first pick yesterday. That's why they lost towards the end when they made their comeback. By the way, but it's all good. Um, he got more on his shoulders. He got more on his shoulders though than uh, Prescott right now. You know, Prescott got yeah. that offensive line in, in that running game. Yeah, but he ain't got this though. True, but I'm just saying, like Wentz ain't really got no. He ain't got no uh, no running game really to to lean on. So it's a little bit harder for him. But Prescott's still balling, you know what I'm saying? I'll take either one of them right now. Yeah. Yeah. We got a good one tonight, Monday Night Football in Carolina. We got uh, the Buccaneers and the Panthers are tied up with five and a half left in the fourth, 14 to 14. Uh, last Thursday, the start of the week, Cardinals beat the Niners 33-21. Blaine Gabbert stuck up the joint. Do you think they're going to put Kaepernick in, man? Be real. I think so. I think they're going to. I hope so. I think they'll put him in. He's going to be on the short lease. From what I was listening to earlier, they said it's kind of split right now between Kaepernick and uh, Christian Ponder. <laughs> really? They said a lot of the teams, it's like split down the middle as far as like some of the teammates want to see Christian Ponder play. And some of them want to see Kaepernick play. But Blaine Gabbard is going regardless, so it don't matter. That's, that's kind of weak to me, man. Whatever. I mean, you know, it, some of it some of it might be because of the, cause, you know, his stance he's making, but some of it might be they actually think Christian Ponder the better quarterback. I don't see how. They ain't like this dude is stuck though, man. I don't understand. Like they ain't like he's just horrible. Anyway, I think man. I think Kaepernick in that system, man. I think he gonna do good, man. I think if they give him a, a first shot and in, in Chip Kelly system, then I think it'll be all right. We thought that ain't happening yet. Anyways, Brady came back. Threw over 400 yards, three, four touchdowns. Uh, they beat they beat Cleveland on the road, 33 to 13. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, I think everybody knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, the Eagles lost to the Lions by one point on the road and a heartbreaker. The Bears lost to the Colts, 23 to 29. Tennessee got them a victory against Miami on the road, 30-17. The Redskins beat the Ravens, 16-10. The Vikings remain the last undefeated team in the NFL. Right now, 5-0 as they dominated the Texans, 31-13. The first time Minnesota's been undefeated, 5-0 since 2009. Back in the head, I think they had Randy Moss. The Steelers knocked off the Jets 31 to 13. The Falcons surprisingly stunned the Broncos at home 23 to 16. The Broncos Falcons continue to roll. 
Cowboys defeat the Bengals 28-14. The Bills overcome the Rams 30-19. The Raiders beat the Chargers 34-31 in a close one. And the Giants lose to Green Bay at Lambeau 16-23. Yeah, man, back to Kaepernick. Um, Football wise, he was driving that system. He's one of the reasons why Chip Kelly chose that position, in my opinion. But he caught everybody off guard with his protest and it threw everybody through a loophole. And, and I'm pretty sure Chip Kelly doesn't approve if you consider the people who don't approve of his protest or older white males. So I have no proof of this, but. My theory is that Chip Kelly doesn't approve of it either, considering he came from college where boys act like boys and do not exercise their rights to such type of activity on the football field. I know he doesn't like it, so I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a positive relationship with Kaepernick anyway. So, of course, he's not going to be in a hurry to put Kaepernick in. So, I think once he does get in and gets the shine, it'll be undeniable that he's the man for this job, for this offense. Because all it takes is that one win, and that's the ultimate medicine. You know? I think, I think man, I, you know, I'm, I disagree with that position. Like, I, don't, I honestly don't think it's Chip Kelly that has a problem with the whole with the whole position that, you know what I'm saying, Kaepernick take it, I think they forcing Chip Kelly in, or they was forcing it a lot more, you know, earlier, and hoping to blame Gabbard to catch fire. But, you know, ultimately, Chip Kelly don't want to get fired either. You know what I'm saying? Chip Kelly knows that Kaepernick is the best quarterback for that system. So I, I think it, it's, you know, came up from above to not let Kaepernick play because they want to get rid of him at the end of the season so they can, you know, do away with all of the somewhat distraction that they want to say that he's causing. So I don't think it's on Chip Kelly, man, because at the end of the day, you know, you're a coach, you want to win, and if you can't win, you're going to get fired. And it's going to be a second stop, you know, in the NFL or a second team, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's going to be on his way to college. It's just going to work out pretty quick. I'm, I'm pretty sure he want to prove out that his system works. So that's why, you know, I, I don't think I don't think Chip Kelly the one holding him back. I think it's coming from from you know general manager, owner, sponsors, stuff like that, and they forcing Chip Kelly in. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, he keep coming up with excuses saying that saying that he. Um, not looking good in practice and blah blah blah. blah, blah. But if Glenn Gavin doing so good in practice, then obviously he needs to be a backup because only backups look good in practice and not in the game like the way he does. You know, so you got three options over there at quarterback. Right now you're going with the worst one possible. It's just common. It's pretty much common sense. You know what I mean? I would have been Blaine Gabbert in the second half of the last game, honestly. But that's just me. Anywho, Birth of a Nation, new film uh, written and starring actor Nate Parker hit theaters this week. And we're not going to get into it too much because Kyle, have you seen it yet, Kyle? I've not seen it. I want to see it on. Saturday stuff came up. So All right, so to, I'm gonna make sure I see it on um, uh, this weekend. 100% that I see it. It's only in select theaters. The movies, the theaters I normally go to wasn't playing it, so I had to find another theater, and then the time couldn't match up with the schedule. So I'm gonna make sure that I see it this weekend. Yeah, but we ain't gonna get into it too much yet. We're gonna wait till Kyle see it. Then we're gonna get back at you. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen it. Sadie J seen it. And I don't know what Sadie J reviews are, but my reviews are I give it two thumbs up. 
And even though it's a slave film, it's more than a slave film. You know, a lot of people, you know, you know, say they're tired of slave movies, and I agree. But this is a story that needed to be told in a proper way. You know, it's required viewing, in my opinion. And um, it was nice to see an actual movie depicted around slavery that didn't show any guiding white light as a symbol of hope to make it seem like, oh, well, um, such and such helped them. And this I know. That's not how it went. You know, it's a, it's a million, it's a million slave stories that that don't involve white people helping us. And that turner was one of them. You know, like they only picked a certain few where the white man has a change of heart and nothing to lose and decides to throw us a bone. Like that's not this average slave movie. So you can keep that. You know, Django was good, but Django was owned by the white dude and he said, look, if you help me kill people, then I can give you your freedom. <laughs> like, no, nah, man. And that time it took took what was rightfully his, even if it only lasted for a brief period. And that's something that can't go without being being told throughout history. Now, back to say you got anything you want to add about the movie? Real quick. Yeah, I do, man. Um. Again, our, our second year notion, um, thumbs up on it. I'm in, and, and actually, I mean, some people are one of the big reasons why some people might not go watch is because they feel like, oh, that's old stuff. No, it's stuff that connects to it today because, for instance, one of the things I took from it was that a lot of people, they, it's one thing if you know about your Bible, but if you don't read, but you can tell who don't read through it all the way. Because just like how they were, you know, one thing that was prevalent throughout the movie was they were trying to make this man not, you know, not, you know, read all the stuff that where it pretty much oppresses people instead of lifting them up. To, and they were basically, you know, exporting as men to do that. And the hell right. people did to me. I lose my damn mind, too. So... Yeah. And, and, and to me, like, it, it makes me think, like, are some of these preachers out there doing the same thing? Well, I, I know y'all. Yeah, I, yeah, I know y'all. And I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, like we just talked about, but which is, you know, one reason why I'm somewhat, I, I, I take the stances, and we ain't got to get all deep into it by why, but... It's the reason why I take certain stances on religion. It's because of things like that. You know, a lot of that stuff was introduced to our people in falsehood and and then in different ways to corrupt our people's minds. And um and that's that's just kinda why I take some of the positions that I take on religion itself. Yeah. But uh we ain't we ain't gonna dwell in it this week. It'll be our topic for next next week once cops seen it, and we can really get into it because I don't want to give away spoilers to the movie. You know, even though he knows the story, a, he knows. I got a question. I got a question uh, before yeah. we move on from it, though. Like, um, yeah. what y'all since y'all two seen it or whatever, and I haven't seen it yet. What do y'all think? I read a couple of articles where they said the movie flopped, and that a lot of, I guess, just from the numbers, like black people haven't been supporting the movie. Um, I can jump it right off the back. I got something to prove that point. I can actually prove the point because, dude, I was, you know, I just came from the movie because I literally just came from the movies before I, I came to the show. And half the people were were not even black that were at the movies. When I first got there, it was too white. It was, uh, it was a white family sitting right there watching the movie. Yeah. And then I started to come on. I was like, what? What the heck is going on? Yeah, yeah. I saw it the first day it was released. I saw it on the um on the seventh, and it wasn't no it wasn't no white people in it in my theater. 
It wasn't any white people. It was all black. But it wasn't a sold out, you know, couple. I got a couple. It was a couple standing ovations. You know what I'm saying? It was it was pretty good. Like the one brother behind me, he was into it. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't hear him talking. <laughs> you know, it was kind of funny. <laughs> you had yeah, some yeah. of those people. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, in, he was into it, you know, like really into it, you know. Oh, I, I, I kind of was too. I'm laughing at some, at some of the when he was all snapping back at some of them crackers. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. It, it's a trip, man. But um, as far as swapping, um, I mean, Nate Parker already sold the movie for seventeen million. I mean, they are the investors who made the movie itself. The movie is already in the black, he said. So I'm not, you know, that's a good thing. So obviously somebody saw some good in the movie. Now, but don't you think? But but you don't feel a way that it's not if it like you know, like cause I think I want to say Kevin I Hart mean, come part, out in about about a week or two. So I mean, what if Kevin Hart just like triples whatever you know, Birth of a Nation? Had like, would you feel a, a type of way about that, or you just kind no, of no? Because no, no, no. Because like this, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, um, Birth of a Nation is like it's historical and it's required viewing by everyone, not just black people, but everyone. It's a necessary story to learn historically. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of been, it's been a lot of miscues and stuff. But as far as, um, I think it's just the timing, man. You know, we've. You know, black people look at it as, like, see the commercial, and a lot of people don't even know who Nat Turner is and um, today, which is sad. So they see this movie and assume, oh, uh, it's another slave movie. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand the history of Nat Turner. They don't even know who Nat Turner is. So when they see this commercial and they hear about it, oh, it's just another slave movie. I ain't going to see that crap, man. I'm, I'm flaring that. I see this enough on Facebook. You know what I mean? It's just timing. You know, black people kind of tapped out which is understandable on slave movies so they're not gonna hurry up and run and go see it like us because we know the history of that Turner and we know how important this movie <laughs> yeah. is and we get, yeah, and we get excited because we like you said you did a paper about that Turner when you was 8 yeah yeah it's like I know people right now in their 30s who don't know who Nat Turner was so they're not gonna get excited to go see this movie like we are you know what I'm saying? That's why the success has been limited by our standards. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of white folks' standards. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be lines outside, like straight out of Compton, and, you know, because they think this movie's already been done before. Like every seven months, we get a slave. That's not the case with that time, though. The movie itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, but, it is, but, I mean, it was slavery in it. But to me, it didn't really feel like a slave movie. Yeah, it wasn't like 12 years. Of slave. Like, you'll see, like, that's what I said. We can't get it. I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah, I, I want you know to get yeah, it. I, I, I kind of want his opinion, too. That's why I'm like, I, I kind of intrigued to see what he thinks about it, too. Because it's not really wow. just, you know, it's more than just a slave movie, people. You know what I'm saying? It's quite, it's a battle movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, a, it's like a black brave heart, like you said. You know, it's you know, it's a story that's never really been told on film the right way. So it's pretty interesting to watch. You know, and I need people right. that ain't seen the movie to stop lying about the movie, running around saying, "Oh, man, they raping everybody in the movie." Like, please stop lying about the movie. Good yeah, God, you know, like that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing, man, like I, I noticed is like, you know, with like let's say this this type of particular movie, like I, I feel like black not all, but you know, I feel like a lot of black people will be ashamed to to say they went to go see the movie because it's not your average slave movie. You know, from everything I've read and and just know about Nat Turner himself, and then listening to YouTube, you know, it's it's a movie that's not your regular, you know, s- 
slavery, just getting beat up and, and stuff like that and wealth and change. It's more about, you know, the 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 history that they don't want us to know and about, you know, how how, you know, several slaves attempted to take matters into their own hands. And that's not a narrative that you that a lot of Caucasian people want us to embrace. And, and issues like that, like we never seem to have unity or, you know, want to be proud of stuff like that. Like I haven't heard a lot of black people, like when, when black movies come out, you normally hear it or you hear people ask you, have you seen this or this was funny or, you know, you just get you just get that kind of feedback. But I haven't heard yeah. anything. It's like even if you do see it, a lot of black people keep it under wraps because they don't want to they don't want to start any controversy. You mean black people like famous black people or what? <laughs> yeah, just like just like you know if like when like I'm saying again like when Kevin Hart movie come out or you know NWA come out you know you normally hear that buzz and you hear people talking about it. And, yeah, uh, that's how I felt too about. It. I haven't heard anybody really say anything about it about the movies. I'm saying just out in the public, like out in the real world. I heard like the uh, shows here and there and stuff like that. They always give you a nonchalant answer too. They be like, "Oh, oh, uh, you went to the movies? What you see? Word for a nation." Oh, okay, like that be the 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 response they give you in person. You be like, "You're not excited?" Hey, you, I mean, I, don't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the coon gene is getting stronger, my brothers. It compels a lot of our people to deny. And withhold emotion for something that you would think should bring them joy and and satisfaction, but that inner coon won't let them get so happy because they don't want to send the wrong message upstairs and cut their money short. Just like I was watching, um, I was watching Monday Night Football today, and I was in every game now they got somebody black team the national anthem. You know, usually, you know, yeah, it's like every, like, okay, now, black people who sing the National Anthem before Colin Catholic's protests and stuff, but they usually mix it up, you know, they usually, they usually have a couple brothers singing it a couple weeks, then after that, they have Kenny G playing on his horn, some corny stuff, you know, somebody, you know, who, who, uh, Green Day. Somebody white and sing, I don't know. They had them singing, but now they got they got R&B soul soul singers, Sister Sledge. I ain't heard from her in thirty years. They getting <laughs> they getting checks to sing. Like really, they digging out every black artist they can get to sing this anthem now. So yeah, they this strong. I'm not saying that she's a cool for singing it. You know, I ain't dissing nobody who's singing that. Hey, we ain't we ain't gonna go there. I don't know if somebody are, but it's easier to get them. It's easier to find black people to see their point of view, and it's easier to see find white people to see our point of view. That's all I'm saying. You 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 know what remind me of the? It remind me of it remind me of like when you watch a slave movie and they always get the they always get the black person the one the slaves to come play the violin. Hey, play that damn filler for me, boy. You know, that's how I feel yeah, every time I, yeah. I see all these black folks singing this anthem. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, like Roots. Fourth Wilson, that's fillers. Yeah, a lot Fiddler. of fillers. Yeah, it's fillers. It's a lot of fillers niggas out here, man. <laughs> can't get no, can't get no show. Rent, dude. <laughs> Gotta sing this blue but what? shit. But why did you even sing it, though? Shit, that red dude cop was just me. Shit, red dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I watched this. They're like, the, like, one of the first ones they televised, you know, when Kaepernick was, when he first kind of started up and it started getting the national attention. And they had this brother up there. He got on his little, his little uniform with his little sailor hat on. And I'm just like, man, you look like a goddamn fool out here, man. You like yeah. you already know you being used. You know you know damn well you being used. 
think I got twenty fish out there. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. Um, in L.A. the L.A. Ram game, they had my boy man CeeLo Green. He was singing it. I like CeeLo. Get the hell out of here, man! nobody with no goddamn CeeLo Green singing the anthem. Yeah, but wait a minute. In defense of CeeLo, this is early uh, in the season. It's still early, but this is like way early, so he could be scheduled before they even realized Kaepernick was gonna protest. I'm talking about, but like week five now, now and. Like, I'm talking about, like, now-ish and on in the future, you will have all type of black people coming out of nowhere that you ain't seen do no shows in, in a while singing that damn anthem. Next week at the Cowboy game, they supposed to be having uh old boy singing the national anthem. You see the dude that sung the Reading Rainbow song. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, man. They, they supposed to have Kevin Campbell sing. So Jerry Jones don't let that shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry Jones go sing this now. Huh? Man, Jerry I, Jones I, ain't gonna let when the last happen. time you heard from some of her, her, her senior performers I heard from Tevin Campbell? Good God. Yeah. Yeah, Tevin Campbell. I, I, that ain't true. I'm just making up shit. That was just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Why you playing? Somebody, somebody, this is short now. Go to book it right now. You know what? That might be a nigga we need. Yeah, but it's, it's halftime for us. Who, who y'all got the song of the week? And when we come back, we gonna get into the uh, we gonna get into the real stuff for the day. All right, so song of the week, I actually got, I got a track from the um, Birth of a Nation soundtrack. Actually, uh, shout out to Vertigo for sending me this track over. Uh, this is about a game in Marshall Ambrosius. This is called Sins of Our Fathers. Sins of our fathers. Father, forgive me. And after all I gave, you stole my name and took away from me. Our founding father, what have you gave to me? I've been the victim of a broken home. You stole away from me. Sins of our fathers. Sins of our fathers. I could hit you with the yes, master. Motisa, a rocket close to box on your ass like cold pizza. Whips and chains, brain gone, mind in shackles. Cam Newton, a black panther, hard to tackle. Mix the moonshine with the snapple. The White House, a plantation, but they teaching our kids it's a castle. Built by slaves, my guilt by trade, the maid. Lab rats picking cotton inside invisible pages. House nigger, he hate us more than the master. Burn his own church and smile in the face of the pastor. The last days, drinking our own sweat in the field. Even near when you get your ass killed. Sins of our fathers. Father, forgive me. And after all the gay, you stole my name and took away from me. Our founding fathers. What have you gave to me? I've been a victim of a broken home. You stole away from me. Sins of a father. Sins of a father. They gave my great-great-grandfather lashes Cause he stole a fucking horse Now 500 horsepower in my motherfucking Porsche As I light my torch on this Mississippi porch Let the Mississippi River shatter windows on my fort Corpses is, of course this is Genocide, I'm in the same church Where little kids and women died I can hear the voices Ropes around throats Separated our families as they stacked us on them boats Choke as your legs shake, you start to lose hope Wishing the branch break, but nope Soon as your neck snaps They start laughing and taking pictures Cause to them, you ain't nothing but a motherfucking nigga 500 years later, I'm in the club Chain on my neck, Harriet Tubman on the dub Ben Franklin on the 100 Hamilton on the 10 Even in death, she's still surrounded by white men father, father, forgive me 
be filled even if nobody is committing a crime. Like, that's how crazy it is. But white people refuse to see this, and it's kind of unsettling because the evidence is right here in your face. This is not the only documentary that shows this type of behavior, shows these type of systematic oppressions, but people still refuse to see and understand our point of view of what we mean by when we take a knee during football games. Why do we see the importance to make movies like Birth of the Nation or these documentaries? Why we're in a state of mind and presence where we are now? And it's kind of ridiculous. It's like, do you, I, it's getting to the point where I don't see hope for us at all because if we could give you straight facts and you still say that basically you don't give a damn, it's like I only see one way out. What about you? Well, you know, like, I watched the movie as well, and um, it was real interesting. You know, I already knew how corrupt the um, the prison system was, and I also know the goal of the prison system. You know, one thing, like, a lot of people don't seem to understand is how far these people are willing to go to make money on the backs of black people and poor people. And, you know, they, they they do this. They've been doing this for years. And um, like you was talking about with the, with the prison system, you know, the private prison system has to negotiate with the state before the, before the private prison system can open. And they negotiate how filled this prison system must be at all times. And if this private prison system isn't filled to a certain percentage, the private prison system can sue the state for breaking the agreement. So you have to think about, once again, if the state don't want to get sued by the private prison, then the response is to lock up as many people as they can so they can keep this negotiation current. And when you when you just break that down even further, when it goes to having to throw people in jail throughout history, we've always been the target of that plan. And, I mean, people have to also understand, like, when slavery was, you know, so-called disbanded, you know, how much money economically the country lost of free labor. You know, they was making millions and trillions of dollars off of the infrastructure we built, off the crops, off of just everything that we did, and that suddenly came to a halt. So what they did was they put, you know, in this constitution that, that, that you know, we have to praise and, and people act like there's no flaws in, they they have it worded that you can still be a slave if you are in the prison system. This is not anything making up. This is in the constitution. You have no rights if you are in the prison system, which allows them to get free labor off of you and force you to work for J.C. Penney. And, and all these other companies who also know as well, but they don't care because they're making a profit off your cheap labor. So, I mean, it's not that hard to really see. It's just if you want to open your eyes to see it, the system is is rigged against minorities and poor people, most mostly minorities. We've always yeah. been, we've we've always been the higher number um, as far as like you know people being incarcerated. Ever since slavery ended, when slavery ended, they didn't just let us walk in the streets and fill out for jobs and everything like that. They created laws around around locking black people up, and and that's where you see the discrepancy in the numbers of black people always going to jail more than white people. It's not that we commit more crimes. It's not like we're and we have a some type of criminal gene within us. It's we're operating in a system that's specifically targeting us and the things either we like to do or the things we're forced to do because they took everything out of our communities. And when you take stuff out of communities, then you create chaos. And when you create chaos, you make laws around those chaos, that chaos that you created instead of actually fixing the problem, then it's when you get the the and percentage and on how many black and brown and poor people 
or going to jail. Yeah, man. It also gets into, that's what I'm saying, this movie gets deep in into the tactics, you know what I'm saying? People don't, people think people, black people just like to bellyache. Like, man, they play, they messing with me, you know? So, no, you're not, they ain't messing with y'all, man. Y'all are just doing wrong. Like, no, it it breaks down the tactics of how laws come about specifically designed to keep us in jail and the harsh penalties, like the war on drugs. Like, crack was literally invented in a lab and there's several, like, they admit it, like, the CIA has openly admitted on paper to funneling crack cocaine to poor black neighborhoods intentionally. So once we get the crack and it spreads through the black communities, through the country like a virus, now this destructive drug is a problem. Now you can go back to the drawing board and say, hey, crack, the penalty for crack is going to be 10 times worse than the penalty for cocaine because cocaine was a rich man's drug. Cocaine is expensive. You know, only rich people did cocaine, white people. So we're going to give you, if you get caught with cocaine, we're going to give you probation. But if you get caught with crack, your, your butt is gone. You're going to get 10 years for a third for just a, a small piece of crack cocaine even though most likely you're going to be a user and we're not going to give you rehab, we're not going to give you a chance, we're not going to give you probation, you're going to go to prison. You know what I'm saying? Thanks to Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan and Bill Clinton yeah. and Mr. Nixon. And, you know, so, staying, on, staying on topic, man, that's, that's what made me so upset, you know, when I watched the, the first debate. You know, not to switch over to politics or anything like that, but to watch, you know, Hillary Clinton say she's going to, like, demand changes on mandatory minimums and, and and stuff of that nature. It's like you and your husband was the one that brought the shit up with, yeah, no, with, with, full, knowledge, with full knowledge that it was going to incriminate more more black people. Like it, he, it wasn't, he apologized for it. Yeah, so I, I mean, to to hear her sit there and act like you know she had nothing to do with it, like it it's, it was disgusting, man. And, yeah, man. And they they what what they also talked about it in that movie. If you remember, you know when they was when they were saying how the how the government came for certain people as far as like um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the sister's name right, but like Asada Shakur and. Oh uh, yes, sir. Different she people in our community. Yeah, like I mean, they chased these people or killed these people out, and that's why the leadership, the 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 black conscience at that time was at a rise. You know, we were starting to come together. We everybody knew that the system was against us. We we did want to attack politicians for the things they've done, and the people that yeah. that was leading those movements, they either killed them, they either planted something on them, or they tried to lock them up. And in this case, yeah. they ran them out of the country. Yeah, she's still in Cuba right now. She's still alive. So, I mean, wow. these are things we're dealing with. And then then they act dumb to the fact that, that we have no leadership or things got out of control or a lot of the times black people don't know what direction to move at once. And the reason behind that is because every time you have a conscious black person who, who gains who gained the steam and the support and was a threat to the system, they sent the FBI on them. Uh-huh. They didn't send police. They didn't send, you know, you know, just persons on the come. They they sent the FBI on them to break them up. Yeah, man. Dr. King, King was, was allegedly the most dangerous man in the country, according to the FBI. You know, and he was nonviolent. You know, that's what they do. They make you an enemy if you don't believe in what they believe in. It's just like they do in Kaepernick. They make you an enemy and talk crazy about you like you just making up problems about your people. Like, I'm just taking the need to be a troublemaker for no reason, y'all. Never mind me. You know, everything perfect. You know, even though I'm getting paid millions of dollars to play football, I know that ain't nothing going on with black people. 
and they, you know, I'm just, but I'm going to just start trouble for no reason, y'all. I'm just taking me and sacrifice millions of dollars of my career and my potential future in the NFL and just take this knee as a respectful protest after I talk to um, a U.S. Army veteran. Instead of me sitting on the bench, I'm going to take a knee to be more respectful of Kaepernick, but they mad at him. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody, everybody's mad at him for for standing up for something he truly believes in based on factual evidence. But every time you ask, and they only ask, like I said, they only ask middle-aged old white men who can't see past the, who can't see past their, their love for a country who obviously they've reaped the benefits from. So when you ask them, oh, I love my flag, I love my song, I, I love my military. Like, Charlie, like, no song, the the words from the Star Spangled Banner hasn't came and hung us. They don't throw us in jail for the Star Spangled Banner. The military hasn't, didn't kill our ancestors or nor did it does it throw us in jail or give us crack cocaine. You know what I'm saying? The American flag itself didn't didn't jump down from where it was from and hang us by itself. We're not mad at those things. It's not about that. We're mad about a system specifically designed ever since slavery was supposedly abolished to hold us back and keep us to keep us from living, from having equal opportunities and living peaceful lives like you. And to support this <laughs> evidence, I'm serious, and to support, you got to talk to them slow because they act like they're slow. To support, this, to support this claim, this these are the factual evidence that can be proven by your government and our government as confirmation. Example, the CIA admitting to creating crack and giving it to specifically black neighborhoods. They could have gave they could have gave it to Beverly Hills. They could have gave it to the to the OC to the white folks, but they gave it. They came to South Central Los Angeles specifically. They admitted. I mean, I mean, just just look at it like this, right? So you know, since when we actually label things. How it's supposed to be a lot of the times, you know, people think that we're just lying or just complaining and stuff like that. So you can take a, a simple a simple known fact as far as the the KKK, right? Now, me, you and said we all know how the KKK operates. We understand that they can't stand black people. We we know this. We all know this is factual. So then you take that fact and you combine it with the fact that the Department of Justice actually done research with different police forces around the country in 2015, and the Department of Justice published a report saying that a bunch of police forces are infiltrated with KKK members. And when stuff like this come out, nobody pays it. Any attention? Like, I mean, people just walk, walk and read and gloss right over it. Like, this is clearly a problem that needs to be addressed, and it was right. addressed several times throughout with our government, where they would take over a police force for about two or three years and try to clear it out, and then they'll leave, and the same, and the same thing will happen again. But, I mean, these are clear instances where facts come out to where police forces around the country are being infiltrated with KKK members. All right. No one does anything about it. Yeah. So they said, what, like, what, what do you think will happen if a, if we're, if a, if the country's Department of Justice says that their clan members in police uniforms and those same policemen get to stop people, whoever they want, like, one plus one is two. It's clear what's going to happen in that type of situation, and I would feel the same way if it was if if it was some type of black nationalist group who was infiltrating police forces. 
I would feel that that's wrong as well. But the empathy, as far as it turns to us, like we we don't get any credibility, we don't get any empathy, we don't get shit. We get to be doing something wrong, and we got to deal with it. Oh yeah, yeah you, you got dreadlocks, man. I don't like the clothes you wear, so you fit the description of somebody that's doing wrong. So I'm gonna hit you up. You know, I'm, like they fit. Man, I was told. I was told one time, bro. I was told one time when I. I, I sat down. Well, I don't, I don't know if I sat down. We wasn't, we wasn't like you know having a debate or anything. But I was having a conversation with a Caucasian male, and I was telling him how many times I got pulled over. And you know, at this point, I had I had a car, had rims on, and everything like that. And um, and he told, I was like, well, what, what do you think is the reason that I get pulled over so much? And he he was like, well, you fit a drug dealer's profile. The way you dress in the car you drive. And, you know, instead of just saying, like, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be pulled over, it it, it completely got turned to it's your problem because you have a car with the type of, type of wheels that you want and you dress the way you want that I'm not comfortable with. And since I'm not comfortable with it, I'd rather perceive you as a drug dealer instead of, you just, you know, not having the same outlook or being raised from the same community that I am that makes me comfortable. That's mm-hmm. the type of shit that we deal with. Yeah, man. So what the hell does a drug dealer look like? You know what I mean? Who made who made this imagery up, you know? Who made who labeled that as a drug dealer? You know, I'm pretty sure it wasn't one of us. You know, it had to be one of them. If you really want to find drug dealers, take your ass to the college campuses. Well, most of the campuses are about 60% white, 60, 65% white. You'll find a bunch of drugs, a bunch of, uh-huh. bunch of underage drinking with the parties they have, all kinds of uh-huh. illegal shit. Uh-huh. But those you are not the problems that you're focusing on looking. Exactly. Texas, Texas University on 6th Street, them white kids over there, Literally catch the bus from Sixth Street to to their dorm rooms. <laughs> like they know they getting fucked up. Instead of they working with them, they letting them blow off steam. You know what I'm saying? They got a shuttle bus to take them from the club to the to the dorm rooms. You know what I'm saying? Like I I seen that with my own eyes. You well, know? you could arrest like, them if they were black. You would arrest them for public intoxication. Exactly, but they getting free rides, free condoms, free drugs. <laughs> Like they here, just don't get pregnant, get no disease, and we good here. Like, come on, man! Like it's it's always double standards, and that's what we tired of. Like we didn't ask. Like the biggest thing about us is like we didn't ask to be in this country. Period. If you didn't want us here, you should left. You should left us in. You should left our ancestors in Africa. Don't tell us to go back because we don't know where to go. And you don't drain our resources from Africa. Exactly. I think Africa still has a lot of untapped resources, but that's another subject. But we would have had a lot more, pretty much the richest land in the world, period, has been drained by America and several other countries. I mean, one of the one of the richest resources you can have is gold. America, yep. you know, wasn't on the same, wasn't on the same stature. As far as Africa with the gold that Africa had, they drained the resources of Africa, put sanctions on Africa. Yeah, the biggest reason. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so but I mean, gold is probably number two or number three resource. The biggest resource that was stolen from Africa was the people. You know, Africa, those Africans took those the skills that they had for farming and. And they used them in America to make these farms and build up the wealth for America. You know, when they was in Africa, like people think Africa was jungles. No, the Africa was not jungles and all that. It's just like that now because after they stole the people, nobody was there to maintain the landscape. You know, but we use the same lot, the same rules of of farm with the, the same techniques of farming and the same skills of of um, irrigation, the irrigation systems and everything. We use those skills back in Africa 
to build up our, to build up the, the economy over there. So once you take I all mean, these people with that knowledge, and you take them out there out there out their country, you drag them halfway across the world, and they're natural born survivors. So yes, they're going to use their skills to survive. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.